we're both really excited about working with people who have a passion for theater. And and that passion can be expressed in a lot of different ways. Our primary purpose is to create community. Hi, everybody. This is Marcy Bullock, and welcome back to Season 6 of Wolfpack Career Chats. In this segment, we are highlighting on-campus services and resources. Why should you use them, and how can they benefit you? Enjoy. Hello, Wolfpack fans. One of my favorite people today, Mia Self. Hello, Mia. Hello, Marzi. Thank you for being on the pod today. Would you start off by telling our listeners a little bit about what you do at NC State? I work with the NC State University Theater Program, which is one of the strangest and most wonderful theater programs in North Carolina, if not the entire country. We are a non-major program. Most theater programs that are as well-resourced as we are, we have 14 full-time staff members, a significant budget. We have three theater spaces that we operate And we have both an academic and a summer season that we run. And during the academic year, our students come from all over campus majoring in, it seems like everything. They're definitely in every college in our system. And we do have a a double handful or so of theater minors, but the vast majority of our students are doing other things and they are using us exactly the way we were intended as a community theater. People who loved the arts in high school, they did high school theater programming, they did community theater program, they they did programs through other organizations, church affiliations, etc. And they just can't imagine not having that in their life anymore. But they definitely don't have time to study that along with engineering or science, math, international business, whatever it is they're studying, but they can come and they can spend to varying degrees of time, depending upon the program, time in the theater with other theater people making things that they're excited about and uh, just really having a good time. That's amazing. You have no theater major, but you said you have a minor and students can major in whatever they want, but still fulfill that passion inside of them to get on the stage. So this goes out to all the theater kids and the non-theater kids. What if there's someone that really thinks it sounds fun, but they feel intimidated to audition? Well, there are lots of things to do besides just auditioning to get on the stage. Everything we do is designed for someone with zero experience, only interest. So if you've never auditioned for anything before, you can come to audition orientation and you can literally step through that process with someone who is not going to be casting that show, who is going to help you ask all of the questions and get the answers that you need without feeling like you are in any way setting yourself up for expectations about what you can do or not do. Danica Jackson, who is the other director with the program, and by that I mean not director of the program, but we literally are the theater directors within the staff. We're both really excited about working with people who have a passion for theater. And and that passion can be expressed in a lot of different ways. So it could be acting on stage, but it could also be 
you're really handy with or want to be handy with power tools and you want to learn to build things or you really love sewing and you'd like to learn more about costuming or cosplay or those kinds of things or you're excited about lighting and sound those are all different ways to get involved we have a significant number of students who are very interested in playwriting now and are involved with various programs that we have to do with that so there are lots and lots of different ways that you can get involved the easiest one the lowest hanging fruit is fulfilling the vital and significant role of audience so you can always come to a show and be involved on that level and we have three to four thousand students who do that every year that they they come and they're part of the theater experience as audience members and that is as valid and vital as anything else that you can do if you want to be a theater maker there are lots of specific programs that you can get involved in some programs like the shows that we do during the season will be opening this semester with peter and the star catcher which uh, performs in october that is going to be five to six week commitment in the evenings, weekends, that kind of thing. And that can be a lot for people. But then we also have programs like Quick Scripts where, hey, I, I can't I can't commit that many weeks or I'm not even sure I want to, but I'd like to try it out. You can pop in if you're involved as an actor, you can send in a videotape that says, hey, I'm Mia Self. These are the things that I'm interested in. Directors get to see your face and hear you speak and they will cast you in readings that you get to do on script and you rehearse on a Saturday and you perform that evening. So it's a, a way to to do a little mini binge and not have a larger commitment time-wise. Or if you're volunteering in the shops, we ask that people do a minimum of a two-hour block one day a week to see if they're interested in. So there are lots of different ways. Wow, that blows my mind. Anything from script writing to being the manager to being a person in the spotlight, which was the first thing I focused on. It's it's like a whole community, like you said, with the set designers and the lighting people. Mm-hmm. Incredible. And when a student is thinking about participating, and again, they're just kind of like a little nervous because you said zero experience, but still, you know, there's going to be people coming to these auditions or wanting to help that have done a lot of this before. What advice do you have someone that's maybe second guessing themselves and feeling anxious about volunteering or auditioning? Our primary purpose is to create community through doing theater. And so our foremost priority is when you come in the room we want to connect you with other people who can help you gain some context for the work that you're doing. And generally that's a a peer group rather than with the staff members, although we do tend to be the forward face in a lot of ways of the program. So when you come in, there are going to be people from Alpha Psi Omega, our theater honor society, who are students just like you, who've done a little more theater, who are going to be ready to welcome you into the space that you can connect in with. We have various events during the year. We'll have a big open house with 
snacks and ways to talk to people about various things without having to make any kind of commitment at all. And then our the vast majority of our people are housed in Frank Thompson Hall, which is um, off of Dunn Avenue over by the Coliseum parking deck. And it's a beautiful building and it's nice and quiet and you're welcome to just literally come in the space and just sit at one of the tables or in one of the couches and just hang out for a bit. If you want to increase your comfort level with being in the space, one of the joys and the dangers of being a student at NC State is that you're really high performing people and you have a really hard time relaxing and allowing yourself to do things less than perfectly. And there is no possibility of creating theater without making a lot of mistakes along the way. And I go into every directing project I do going, we're going to mess this up a whole lot more than we get it right, which is why we take five weeks to do it. So all of those things that you think are errors are really opportunities to learn and know that nobody is looking for perfection. We're looking for your interest and willingness to take a deep breath and try and mentally lower the stakes for yourself. Listening to you say that just calms me down. Your voice is calming. And I can attest to this community building because I got an opportunity to be in a musical a few years ago, as you know, through the University Theater. And it was the most exhilarating thing I have ever done. So I encourage all creative people and that's all humans, everyone's creative, to come and show your stuff and participate. When you talk about a six-week commitment for one of these shows, how many hours a day is that if you've got a full course load? And does it conflict with your classes? How do you manage all that? Well, it depends on when your classes are scheduled. Our rehearsal schedule, we do a double on Sunday um, sometimes. So we'll do rehearsals. If you're an actor or in the, the stage management realm, which would inquire, require you to be at rehearsals, those are going to run from one to five o'clock and then from seven to sometimes as late as 11 most of the time we're done by 10 o'clock which sounds like a whole lot and it is a whole lot on on that one day sometimes we just have one session on a sunday and then we have rehearsals monday through thursday nights in a three or a four hour block not all students are always going to be called for that entire block of time sometimes you'll be called but you'll not be on stage so you can bring your laptop and homework with you and you can sit in a chair or in the house of the theater and work on projects while you're doing that. Some of our projects are, you know, not that full five week period. Peter and the Starcatcher will run for two weeks. So it will have performances from Thursday through Sunday, the first week, and then the second week as well. And then Weirdly, wonderfully, magically, at the end of that final performance, we take everything out of the theater and we take it right back down to a bare floor. So it it can be a significant investment of time. It's fewer hours to be involved in a creative artist show because that rehearsal process is about a week shorter and it has only four performances rather than eight. There are quick scripts, 
which if you were involved as a writer is a it's a 24 hour writing binge if you're directing it's a two day commitment if you're just acting it's a one day commitment and then we also do readings where you can literally just show up and say hey i'm interested in you know one of the out loud readings i'd like to read and I would hand you a script and say, hey, are you willing to read this part? And you would literally be reading it out loud with zero preparation, which sounds really terrifying, but it's really about exploring the script. And that is literally a three-hour commitment. So it just varies. And because I'm coming to you from the Career Center, I have that lens of how important it is to take part in something like this and build a community like this and get over the fears you talked about, because that's how life is going to be when you leave the university and you move into your professional identity. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to stumble just like you would if you were partaking in a performance or volunteering. So I'd like to have you wrap us up with a story, maybe a story about a student that you worked with who had that fear and was able to overcome it. So I think it's sort of a misnomer that we have to get over our fear, which in my mind, when we're framing it that way, it says you you won't be afraid ever again about this. I was really excited to be at uh, the North Carolina Theater Conference producing gathering which had folks from uh, UNC Chapel Hill, college professors from uh, around the state, high school teachers, community theater professionals, and professional theater goers. These are people who have been doing theater sometimes 20 or 30 years. And as they were facilitating conversations with other professionals and all of that, they're still nervous. I'm still nervous when I talk to an audience and that is a normal response. And, and yet there is something really wonderful about saying, I think I might like to do this, showing up and doing something with the nerves, letting it be okay and not telling yourself, and this is the big, big thing. Do not tell yourself a story that diminishes who you are. The story that says, I am afraid, therefore I am incapable of doing this. I am afraid, therefore I'm unworthy of doing this. As opposed to, I am afraid, which means I'm a person who's afraid, who has a lot of choices and I can move into those choices in any different way. And if I'm thinking about what are the things that are important that brought me into this space to begin with? I love to create things. I like who I am and what I feel like when I'm wrestling with art and big questions and connecting with other human beings. Those are the things to keep in mind as you go into any kind of art. And the lie of it is that we tell ourselves about the imaginary catastrophic thing that will happen when we try something and it doesn't go well. Because even when we go into a job interview, what people are looking for in a job interview is who you are. Because we work with people, we're connected with people, and it's not about perfection or we would be perfectly happy working with 
AI and all of that. And we're seeing massive strikes in the United States right now because we know that human beings are capable of greater connection and possibility than technology will ever, ever be. So showing up and being yourself and being interested in connecting with other humans, that's the most vital thing that you can possibly do. I like the way you reframed that. It's not about conquering the fear. It's about working through it. And it's going to continue throughout the rest of your time on the planet. We are going to link up to the show notes with all of your resources. Thank you so much. It has been such a pleasure. 